Shirt Show. All right, let's go. Shirt Show! Talking Shirt! Shirt Show! Talking Shirt! Shirt Show! Talking Shirt! Shirt Show! Shirt Show! All right! Episode 158 of Shirt Show! We're talking with Ani Seto and Giovanni and up all night Inc. in California. Let's go! Hey there, you sexy son of a bitch. Hey, dude. I feel like I haven't seen you in forever. Dude, it's been, it's been a fucking, it's been a time. <laughs> well, for one, it's a Sunday and it's like old mm. times. So cheers. Cheers to that. Yeah, cheers to that. Check out this sick fucking nose sunburn I have. Oh my today. gosh. You know, and here's the thing. Were you in the water or was that AI? Because I don't believe it. I, well, I did spend a week in Barbados and then I got back and then I just spent the day on the lake today. I thought I saw you. I'm not, I don't care about the lake. I care about, cause there's no sharks in the lake unless you're in a weird part of the world. I'm talking about the ocean where you don't go in the water because of sharks. Yet I'm pretty sure I saw a story where you were in the water. Was that AI? It was. No, I'm conquering my fears, bro. <laughs> Um, seriously though okay yeah like you went in ankle deep or was it did you go you didn't go waste no i was in straight up open water snorkeling at one point really um okay yeah okay. so like i got to i got to barbados on sunday and it was fucking gorgeous out like the sun goes down there at like six o'clock every day like six oh. six fifteen or whatever and uh i got there i was hanging out at the bar like by the beach I had like a Caesar salad and then uh, the board members I was with were like, oh, let's go. Let's go in the water. Let's go in the ocean. I was like, fuck. All right, dude, let's do it. I fucking walked down there and I had like normal clothes on, not swim clothes. And uh, the water was like so warm. I was like, dude, this is this is amazing. So I like got my feet in and then I was like, fuck it. You know what? Just keep walking. So I walked out. I ended up going out like, I don't know, like belly button deep. Oh, and the water shit. was the water was just amazing. Like it was so gorgeous mm-hmm. and like 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 bright blue and clear. You know what I mean? Like just stuff you see in like pictures. Mm-hmm. And uh I was like, this is just super nice. And then the next day we did like this um uh bus tour of the of the island, basically, which was super fucking fun. Uh I thought it was gonna be lame because it's you know a bus tour of like oh over here on your right is whatever. But the, mm. the driver was so fucking hype and we had coolers of like rum and water and we were just like drinking and like having fun. And the bus had like a sound system in it. So he was like cranking fucking Rihanna because Rihanna's from Barbados. So who, who are you? <laughs> I, I, like I wasn't drinking rum. I was drinking water. Okay. Because are, are you I need to start asking some like questions only Dylan knows. Dude, it's it's new. I'm trying new things, okay? Mm-hmm. <laughs> so anyway, we do this island tour, and the island is fucking gorgeous, like farmland and like just things happening and trying like I was trying like new foods along the way, kind of. Mm-hmm. Uh there was this one thing called breadfruit, which tasted like it basically once you bake it, it tastes exactly like mashed potatoes. Some guy was like a worker on the side of the sh- side of the road, and he was like roasting one over a fire. And we drove by him and we were like yelling to him or whatever. And he fucking like just brought it over to the, to the bus and we all like passed around and ate it. 
which is weird because you're like taking food from a random stranger on the side of the road. <laughs> um, but just like the whole thing was amazing. And then we got back and I was like, you know what? I want to swim in the ocean. So I went up to my room. I got changed, came down. And uh, yeah, just like Mitch and Blake were by the water. And I was like, hey, you guys going in? They're like, I already did. And I was like, all right, cool. So I just like walked out in the ocean, fucking dove in and just kept going. Like I was over my head and I was swimming around. And I was a little scared, not going to lie, <laughs> but I did it. And then the next day we had board meetings all day. So I was like at Gillen all day. Um, and then that night I didn't do anything. I like got room service and stayed in the room. And then the next day we did the catamaran, which is like uh, just like a fancy boat with like a roof kind of, and you can like get on it. It's got a big sail. Went on that and we went snorkeling with uh like over a shipwreck and then we went snorkeling over like this area with sea turtles and i was like kind of fucking left freaking out i was like i don't know if i want to get in the water but i don't want to be the only person not getting in the water so peer pressure i put the fucking snorkel on got in the water dove in the whole time i was straight up just like goggles in the water like looking around all over the place i'm like dude nothing's nothing's getting me right now like i'm fucking ready to like laser hands through the water and punch a shark in the mouth um <laughs> And yeah, it was fine. It was totally good. I swam around for a little bit, got out, and it was it was good. It was a good good experience, dude. Honestly, it was really fun. It all starts with a screen, and whether it's new stretches or restretches, Frank and his team do it the best. To find out more, go to graphicscreenfashion.com, FFFFF. Rank.com. Or greatfuckingscreens.com. If you're not using Frank's screens by now, you're a fucking moron. Next. A little aggressive. Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> I'm okay with it though. I mean, yeah, me sometimes tough love like that is necessary. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. yeah. Cleaning screens is no fun, but Easyway makes it way more funner. Their line of eco-friendly chemicals will make reclaiming screens a whole lot easier. Check them out at easyway.com. Easyway. It's the easiest way. If you or your art department could use some love, then you need to go to 1-900-HOTSTUFF.COM and get in touch with Nick or Lucas. Or Nick Lucas. You want to let them run your art department so you can focus on running your business. Choosing the right emulsion for your shop is complicated, and that's why we love Chromaline. Go to Chromaline.com to watch Kev's vids, contact him on Instagram at The Emulsion Guru, and get the answers you need. If you are not using DTF or screen print transfers in your shop, then you are a fucking moron. Yep. There you go. High five, bro. <laughs> we yeah. have partnered with Howard Custom Transfers and couldn't be happier. You can check them out at howardct.com. Hell yeah, brother. That's that. Want to stretch yeah. it out? They're here. Yeah, I definitely need a stretch. Oh, yeah. I just fell on my chest pop. Dylan, today we are chatting with a shop located in Lancaster, California. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Up All Night Inc. Boom, we going? did it again. Hi. It was perfect. We did it. Hi. Hey, How's what's going? up? How much? How much? That Two was very um, sudden. <laughs> yeah, we fucking timed that shit perfectly. Yeah. Good job, guys. It was Good awesome. Job. Two in a row. Two for two. Two for yeah. two. Good job. Let's see man. if you guys go three for three. You just jinxed it. It's not gonna happen. <laughs> <laughs> What's up, dudes? How's it going? Uh, it's it's Good. going. It's 
good good weather out here today it's like 74 so it's a it's a good day yeah that's not bad yeah today here's it was super hot like uh, i think it's like 88 yeah so because so, where where we are you know normally in the summer you know it'll get like 100 104 103 so it's the 70 80 days are beautiful yeah that's awesome that's what i'm used to so is a uh, sunday yes, a, work, like a work day for you guys every day is a work day no 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 it's not <laughs> so it's we you know we don't answer phones and the doors are closed and stuff but um you know it just sundays are more of like a go shopping meal prep all, all that but if there's weird embroidery stuff we need to test or something we need to print like especially with the sticker stuff we do if we need it to degas we'll usually do that on sunday just let us sit well that's what's nice about having it be just you two is fuck you say you make your own hours you can work sunday if you want pretty, to pretty much yeah, yeah we uh, don't know how to stop <laughs> yeah, you don't do you have, have um, do you have posted shop hours for like customers to come by for pickup or place orders and things like right. that? Do you have to be open? Or, I mean, do you have that? Yeah, yeah. So we we run just a regular Monday through Friday, nine to five. But at the same time, posted on our website and on our uh, door, it's appointment only. Now, mm -hmm. we say appointment only, but like if somebody just walks in and we have time right there, we, we try to, you know, help them out. But um, yeah, we're, we're usually appointment only. I'm going to, I want to hijack this episode because I had an idea. Um, I was having a talk with somebody the other day and they were talking about the fact that they were a certain size shop, like, like small enough where they had like one auto, a couple of employees, and they were on the fence if they wanted to either grow or take a step back because I started the discussion because I was talking about employees and like HR and issues and blah, blah, blah. And then it turned into, yeah, kind of the same for me. And I don't really know what to do if I should double down and like grow and, and try to get more people or if I should go the other route. And I was like, I was like, honestly, dude, like if it was me, like in today's day and age, I would try to find a way to where like it was just me. Yeah, you know the, what I mean? the, like, the biggest thing with that yeah. is like after us just failing miserably at hiring people and just kind of like what the whole world is right now, where it just seems like nobody really cares, even when they do get a job. You know, I'm yeah. sure there's, you know, good people out there, but most everybody just they don't they don't care enough. Um, and yeah. so for us, uh, we went down that route of getting everything like as automated as we could. And so that's, that's helped a lot. And it's, you know, if you're, if you're on that fence of like, do I want to grow or this, I would say like trying to better your equipment instead of employees, you know, and that's yeah. kind of where we were with some things, you know, an employee, if you know, you pay them whatever, you know, between 500 a thousand a week or whatever, like the amount of equipment you could, you know, finance for that. to just make your operations faster was kind of the route we went. Yeah. Well, the discussion was kind of like, all right, like, what do I do, though? Because I I like the this certain lifestyle, but I also, yeah. like, don't but, know if I want to, like, go basically, uh, like, yeah. clean slate and hire more people or mm -hmm. I think that what we, like, Seto and I have sat down and talked about, like, what do we see ourselves, where do we see ourselves in five years? Are we trying to be a shop that has, like, multiple autos and multiple employees are we trying to be that constant, like, go, go, go type of shop where it's just production, production, production? And we we looked at each other like, no, that's not what we want. We want something 
that will sustain us, sustain our lifestyle, and will get him out of his his job, his actual nine to five job. Yeah, I mean that makes sense. Well, the thing is, is I feel like you could, at a certain point, kind of where you guys are at and where this person was at, where it's like, I was like, pick and choose your jobs. Like if if a job comes in and you're like, I could definitely do this, or I have time to do this, or I want to do this, do it. And I was like, yes, if it's a big job or something you don't want to do, there's a million good screen printers that you could a farm it out to. Or the other thing was I was like, or you could just fucking work in your basement and have, uh, you know, buy like two pneumatic heat presses and order DTF <laughs> yeah. for anything under 50 pieces. Anything yep. over 50 pieces, you either want to print it or not because you'll make more money. Or if you don't, sub it out. And then it's just, yeah. it could just literally be you forever. Yeah, Exactly. Yeah. That's kind of how we are. We pretty much just gave up on the idea of trying to hire not any people or even put out feelers like, hey, we're hiring or we're looking for this, we're looking for that. We're just not into that anymore. We just haven't had good luck with it. I It's not like that I've given up completely. I just rather the person show up one day if it's meant to happen. We've, we've had some pretty crazy ideas after the hiring thing didn't work because um, it was kind of like, what, what do you want out of employee? You know, you want someone that's passionate, hardworking, shows up on time, holds themselves accountable and stuff. And I was like, where can I find that? And so we, we started going weird routes and weird conversations about, you know, I started thinking about us like 10 years ago in our garage or at the house, you know, and I was like, I need to find those people that are like starting out and somehow try to figure it to like partner up with them, you know, or like, you know, we got into embroidery and, um, you know, it's, it's something that, you know, we're not like a million percent going forward with it. It was just, you know, it kind of seemed like how the industry was going, you had to get into these different things, but it's like, if I could find somebody who was starting off in their business and was really passionate, loved embroidery, and like, we could bring them on and somehow join businesses. And then like, they own that, but also not treat them like an employee, like these are your hours and stuff like Mm -hmm. that. And then it started, the conversation started turning into um, like, you know, they have like creative, like workspaces, They'll, you know, like say there's people that do carpentry, you know, and they have just like tools and saws and all that stuff. And like, you can just come like rent the space out. And I was like, you know, how could we do something like that? Where it's pretty much like, like if somebody, you know, wanted to start. It's like a, it's like a business, collective. It, yes. Exactly. And I was like, you know, thinking about that, where I was like, you know, we have the auto and stuff and it's like somebody could, you know, they have their clients, but like they need to run their job and they could just show up, you know, set the press up and all that. And obviously, you know, there's probably a whole headache of that because what if somebody breaks the machine or there's obviously the learning curve and stuff. Um, but that was something where I was like, you know, you could pay for like a membership and then we could pretty much um, like do like classes on the weekend. Like this is how you use this. This is that. And then everybody just basically like time slots their stuff. So there's a lot of weird ideas we've been trying to figure out. Yeah. And um, I don't know. I don't know where we're going to end up. Yeah. I think some of the stuff with that though, is that you you just have this thing in your mind of like, everybody is responsible. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like you're like, yeah, this is totally work if everybody's on their game and responsible exactly. and a nice person. Yeah. And then as soon as you exactly. get a bad egg in there, there's just like, fuck this, or there's incompetence, yeah, yeah, or they're yeah. doing this. That's when you're going to get frustrated and be like, uh, I don't want to do this anymore. Yeah. So. Yeah. I, I want to say, doesn't can of corn, doesn't Zach do that? Doesn't he have a, a shop where it's sort of what you described, where they other people come in and can print? It's in Boston, I, th- I think, somewhere. Is that true? I think I think he was, I don't know if it's like that. I think he was just like letting 
people in like to watch basically, but I don't know if they were actually mm -hmm. working together or what they were doing. That yeah. seems like something Zach would be doing, but <laughs> yeah, I don't know. But anyway, we came in real hot with this, like immediately went into a topic. Um, but do you guys want to talk about yourselves a little bit kind of, cause the funny thing was, is I, I've watched you guys for a while, but like I saw a video the other day that you guys posted that I thought was really cool. And it was like, I don't know. I kind of kick myself in the ass a lot because I didn't take a lot of photo and video and stuff of us when we first started. Yeah. So like I have like next to no footage of us growing up basically. And you guys had a video of like, I can't remember what it was. It was something like, Oh, it's, it, you make it look easy or something. And then it showed yeah, like your yeah. whole progression. Yes. Um, so how did you guys kind of like get into it and just like, it looked like you moved a couple times and you've grown, but it's just yeah. YouTube so and... the, the it's such a long story. <laughs> We'd be here for, you know for three hours, but the, I'll, was, I'll try to condense it down. So about twelve years ago, um, my my brother in law calls me one day and he's like, you know, hey, he's like, I got I got this meeting. I want you to come come to. And I was like, okay, cool, whatever. Um, so we, we were always getting involved in, in stuff. And, um, so he picks me up and we start driving and he tells me, he's like, Hey, we're going to the, uh, the fairgrounds that are out here. And he's like, we're going to convince them that, uh, we should print the shirts for their event. I'm like, what, like, how are we going to do that? Like, didn't even really know what screen printing was. He'd been doing all of his research. And, um, so I'm like, Hey, you know, whatever I'm game, he's trying to explain to me as much as he can. And, um, so we end up going in this meeting and somehow convince these people that we're like the best screening printing company out here. And somehow he even had samples. And I'm like, I know this guy doesn't even have equipment at his house. So somehow we walked out with the 50, 50% uh, check for the order. And um, from there we drove to uh, LA and picked up um, one of the Ryanet silver packages. You know, it comes yeah. with like the six color two station, you know, and like the, the open top exposure unit and inks and squeegees and screens and stuff. So um we did that and then basically it went back to the house. It was like a 500 shirt order. So never screen printed before, not familiar with any of the stuff. And we have like a four color 500 shirt order to do in like six days. So uh, we started, you know, thank God for, you know, like the old um, DVDs with like Ryan Moore and stuff, like how to screen print. So, you know, like, hey, this is Ryan Moore. And, you know, this is how you like grease the screens. So, like we watch that Perfect. section Spot and we on. go do it. Yeah. Yeah. So, <laughs> we go the screens would be drying so we go watch the next one like this is how you coat the screen and i i forget how many screens we got it was like 12 or 20 or whatever but we used all the screens we had to make four good screens to do the job nice because it was like you know trying to figure exposure times out and like the whole off contact thing for the the film positives and you know remembering you need to put them the right way so <laughs> that you know everything we could mess up we did i'm um, just coding a screen in general it's gonna take I, <laughs> So there, there's probably like half a gallon of emulsion just all over the floor, all of the scoop coder, but like we, we got it done. And in one of those pictures or in that video you saw where it's like the silver press in the middle of like a garage. If you look, there's like a piece of wood on the back and there's shirts draped over it. Those are the shirts we're printing. You can't really see them that well, but that was, that was the shirt we were doing. Um, so from there, uh, you know, everything was in my brother's name, the business name, um, like all the accounts, you know, for the blanks and all that stuff, everything was his. And I was still kind of new to this. Like you could tell he'd been doing his research, but, um, I was really good at like talking to people, doing the sales. And I knew like, you know, people in long beach that were starting brands up and stuff. So 
Um, so I was he, bringing... he basically had a hair up his ass and like an idea to be like, I'm going to be a screen printer and had no equipment, no nothing, and just went to a meeting yeah. and got Literally. a job. How, how I think most of us get into it, we're just like watching videos. We're like, oh, I, I could do that, you know, and then you do, you know, yeah, watch most, YouTube for a few months. Most of us get then... into it by like buying a press and for, like fucking around for a little while. Not like, oh, yeah, I no, have no. nothing <laughs> and I'm going to go bid a job. Yeah, that's, I, but that's like his, his and my personality where it's like, like if we're going to do something, like go just all out. Like go all out, see, you know, what it brings, if it's for you or if it's not. So how did that um, job turn out, by the way? Uh, it, it was great. Like they, they love the shirts. And so like it was like our first job, first order. And I think it paid almost all the equipment off with like our first job. So, um, you know, obviously I think there was a stack of probably like 30 shirts or something that were just like horrible. And there was one thing that I wish I knew in the beginning. So, you know, uh, we didn't have a conveyor driver. We had, we had a flash. So <laughs> I didn't learn this until like two or three years later, but like with the shirts still stuck to the pallet, we would flash cure the shirts with a heat gun, but then the pallets would get like 9 million degrees. You need so to like, pull the shirt off first. And then Yeah. yeah. So you, you need to pull it off, drape it back over it to give it that air under it and your pallets won't get so hot. So it, it took me like years to figure that out. I'm like, man, there's got to be an easier way. And somebody's like, just take them off. And I was like, and why didn't I think of that? Yeah. So again, to try to speed the story up, um, it was basically getting to that point where like I was an employee and he was the business owner. And since he, all the finances and everything ran through him, it was kind of like, I just got whatever he felt was right. And for me, like getting the jobs, coding the jobs, doing the artwork, like printing the shirts, like he was basically just ordering blanks, you know? And so I, I got a little salty about it. I was like, Hey, you know what? Like you do your thing. I'm going to do my thing. And um, that's kind of where up all night ink started. And it, it was kind of a joke from that first job. Cause it was like Friday night when we finally got the, uh, the screens made for that order. And I, I stayed up for like two and a half days. I think I drank like nine of those rock stars or whatever, just like trying to get that order your, pumped out. Your heart exploded <laughs> in your chest. Yeah, I was I was young, so it was okay. <laughs> mm -hmm. um, so yeah, so I got salty and was like, you know, hey, I'm just going to go do my own thing. So now here I am like addicted to the screen printing thing because there's money in it, but like I don't have any equipment. And um, back then, you know, it was like the, the Caesar, the Caesar easy weed or whatever, like, um, vinyl stuff, heat press stuff that you could do. So we basically, um, I got a, a cutter and we started doing like the, the vinyl stuff with the heat press. And, um, basically from there is like where the, like the birth of up on Eddie happened. But then also, um, there's the part where like she comes in where, you know, um, we had known each other in high school and stuff, but it wasn't until like later that we started like talking and reconnecting again. And she was going into the, uh, the art institutes of uh, Los Angeles and she was getting her degree, her bachelor's in uh, digital media and animation. So it was like, I knew the business stuff. She was amazing with the artwork stuff. So she would basically just make these like really awesome artwork for the clients. Um, but still like we weren't screen printing shirts. And so that's when we found uh, at one of the shows in Long Beach, uh, FM Expressions, when they were doing the screen printed transfers. And so we basically were doing like screen, we were advertising that we were screen printers, but we were just doing the uh, the transfers with the heat press. But yeah. since we had really good artwork, you know, that's kind of like where a lot of business started coming in for us. And then, um, 
there was an accident that happened. My brother-in-law uh, got uh, T-boned by a drunk driver. Um, he, he survived, but like really bad, like went through the windshield, went through like a barbed wire fence, like shattered his elbow, shattered his hips. Like they almost had to amputate his legs. He couldn't walk for like a year, um, but he like he got better and uh, he started walking again and everything. And it was kind of one of those things. We just had like a mutual respect for each other. And um, out where we're at, uh, uh, Willow Springs Raceway is out here. And so I, we did a ton of uh, graphics on cars out here. So like racing numbers and sponsors and stuff like that. And then with the, the screen printing, uh, they would want pit shirts. So him and I basically like with our own businesses, we would, we would work together. He'd be like, Hey, I got these two cars. I need you to do an install. So, you know, um, we just kind of worked back and forth. Or if I had an order, I didn't want to do the uh, transfers with, I'd send it to him to do the screen printing. So you were and doing then, vinyl this whole time too? Like you were doing wraps and stuff? Oh yeah. Yeah. That's, that's kind of, um, I was doing the, the wraps before even the screen printing stuff that yeah, just, so you were kind of like had your feet dipped into the industry yeah. before you got into the and it, it, okay. that. That was back when vinyl was so cheap. Like you could make a killing on anything, you know, versus now it's like, you know, you make like five cents, you know, on job. Like it's, it's ridiculous now, but you know, I remember back then when like huge roll, you know, you get like 36 inch, like 150 yard rolls of, you know, they're like 28 bucks at these like warehouses we were going to. So, um, basically, uh, my brother-in-law ended up, um, it was kind of tragic, but he had a, a pulmonary embolism. So got a clot, went to his brain, he ended up passing away. And, um, it was, it was bad, you know, for the whole, the whole family and kind of our whole group of people. But uh, my sister calls me and, you know, she was like, hey, do you want this screen printing equipment? And I was like, look, look, I don't have any money. You know, she's like, no, that's not what I asked. She's like, do you want it? She's like, you're the only person that like I know would do something with it. And I was like, like yeah, you know, if, if, if you're just going to give it away, like I'll take it. And I had just got my my first house. So um, we had taken the screen printing and it was kind of it was kind of weird because even though we were a business, I feel like um, we were doing the like we were just like testing the waters with it, you know, we were, yeah. you know, doing the t-shirts and stuff and like, you know, trying to see how we liked it and which vendors and t-shirts, you know, um, that we liked. And then from there, it just kind of, you know, um, I don't know if you want to talk about that, about you working and then deciding to, to quit work. if you want. Yeah. Um, after we got the equipment, the secondhand equipment, I was kind of running it. We were both actually running it. We still have full-time jobs and I was still going to school. And then um, I just hated my job. I hated my going to work because I'm the kind of person who anytime that I go to work for anybody, doesn't matter what it is, doesn't matter what I'm doing, even if I'm just sweeping or something, like I want to be the best at it or I want to find ways in which I can be more effective, uh, faster, you know, better, so on and so forth. But I was working jobs here and there, you know, retail, fast food, um, waitress, barista, all kinds of jobs. And anywhere that I went, I saw the same pattern. And, th and that was that I kept outperforming everybody, which in a sense um, was bad because I ended up having to do the work of like five people because the boss knew that I could handle it. Oh, she can handle it. She can handle it. So every single job that I went to, I always ended up in the same place. Um, so when I graduated my, and I got my bachelor's in media arts and animation, 
I decided, okay, you know, let me go and like try to get a job in animation, but come to find out that's actually harder than it is, than it sounds. And you're actually competing with like big time people that have already been in animation for years. Like how is a little girl like me just fresh out of college trying to work at a big animation job and I'm competing, you know, with like people who have worked with, at Rugrats or um, Pixar or Toy Story. I mean, there's just no way, like you have to know people. And so I kind of got a little bit discouraged with that. I said, whatever, I'll just go and like be a graphic designer and just do that, be a graphic designer. So I was doing that and I went ahead and started working for other companies that did um, print and all kinds of like social media marketing, stuff like that. And then I decided, Hey, why am I, why am I over here wasting my time when I got my own equipment at home sitting there doing nothing? So I started picking that up on the side a little bit more, getting clients here and there. And then, um, eventually so I got like, fed up. you guys were doing it, but not doing it. Like Exactly. We were doing yeah. it, but not doing it because like we were, we're, we're pulled in all directions. Like we both have full-time jobs, but we're trying to like get this business up and running, trying to figure that out. And so I got very, I got fed up with like my work and I was like, I'm tired of constantly being the one working for the workload of like three, four people and like bosses don't care, blah, 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 you know? And so I just said, told him one day, I was like, Hey, what if I just quit all my jobs and I just, go full-fledged with like open eye ink and i just run this from home and so he said hey i support it if you want to do that let's go ahead and do it so that's what i did i quit all my jobs and just went open eye ink it's my full-time job and that's what i did at home in our garage yeah so how did you i was gonna say how did you market like how did you get new business how did you develop you know accounts and things like that yeah, it was a lot of word of mouth, to be honest, a lot of word of mouth. It was me going out there and be like, hey, I can do that. Hey, you know, I heard of an event or so on. I'd be like, hey, I know how to print shirts or I know how to do this. But keep in mind, even though I said I knew how to do it, I still didn't know how to screen print. Um, physically, I was much more in charge of the artwork and the making right. the screens and the pre-press as far well, as like physically. Yeah, but then as far as like actually printing the shirts, I was just like, oh, kind of nervous about it. And I would have to wait on him to get off work. And like, I would have it all ready to go and he would start just printing. But um, yeah, the, the the other big thing though, besides just the the, the word of mouth was uh, not, not trying to knock anybody who gets into screen printing, but you know, there's people who are like really like good, like artistic people that yeah. get into printing. And then, you know, there's like the business type people that get into printing. And usually that section of like the business type people, their, their graphic design is just very basic, you know, like a landscaping, just like block tags and spot color type stuff. And so what really, really separated us was her artwork that she, that she was doing for everybody. Um, and you know, that whole concept of like, just, diving straight into it. It's like, I feel crazy now. Cause I feel like we're a lot more reserved now than in the beginning, but it's like, when we started out, it was like, okay, let's do like plastisol and all this stuff. And, you know, then we did discharge and we did water bait. Like we wanted to figure it out. And then, uh, we got on separation studio, um, when that came out. And so it was, you know, we were like, I think we'd only had the press like two months and we were already like diving into simulator process 
And a lot of companies out here weren't doing that. They so it's, it wasn't just like the word of mouth, like, oh, here's a printer. It was like when people saw what we were printing, that's where people would just be like, dude, like you have to go there. No, and that's even still to this day, if you think yeah. about it, a lot of our competitors out here will not touch simulated process or CMYK. Um, a lot of people come in here, hey, can you screen print this? I went around town. Everybody said no. I'm like, heck yeah, I bring that over here. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's something that I'm kind of realizing with, um, well, not not just now realizing, but like I'm I'm trying to think of a thing that we can do that's a little bit different, because for the longest time that was our that was our thing. Like a lot of people came to us because we were doing high color count stuff or sim process or we you know we were doing a lot of these like comic book designs and whatever. Um, and then that kind of is pivoting to some other things. Still doing it, but you know whatever. But we have been really trying to focus on doing this outbound thing. And then when you're focusing on doing outbound, you're kind of like, well, what's my, what's my in, you know what I mean? With some of these people, it's like, well, how do you, how do you pitch yourself? Like, do you just say we screen print t-shirts or do you say, Hey, I'm specifically good at this one thing. So that's something like I'm trying to figure out now is like, what do we want to say is our specific good thing? Yeah. Um, so you guys were just doing that. You were just kind of going to new customers and saying, so, this is what we so kind of, but the, the big thing was, um, I I'm a huge person of uh, listening to uh, Andy Frisella. So, and, uh, the MFCO podcast that was, you know, like when it was first coming out, I listened to him and I, and I loved it. Cause like, it wasn't so like a lot of these other motivational people in the space, you know, talk about like, you gotta be blessed and this and that. He was just like, dude, you're screwing up. Like you're, you're you know, you need to do this and da, da, da. And I was like, it, it was really like straightforward stuff. And the biggest thing I got from that was just like a lot of people when they're trying to sell to people, you know, they just go and they're like, well, I'm a, I'm a screen printer. And like, I'm better than everybody else out here. And you know, like the guy you're going to sucks. And like, we didn't do that. It was, you know, I learned to just like have conversations with people and kind of see like from the conversation, like where I could help them out. And the other thing too, that I learned is a lot of people with their screen printing is like, they don't realize like they're, they're unintentionally insulting people. And so they'll, you know, like somebody be like, oh yeah, we go this down street. And they're like, oh, you go to them, you know? And like, it makes the person feel like they're dumb. Like they made a mistake. And so like, you know, there's people that come to us and, you know, they go to ABC place down the street, you know, we're like, oh yeah, they're great. You know? And like, they offer this and this, but this is what we do different. And then we show them samples or artwork that we can do different um, or just quality wise. So, but it's usually for us, it's the, the, the quality of the prints and then the simulated process stuff seems to be what separates us. And I feel like that's what, that's what made us a little bit successful in a garage was the fact that we actually gave a fuck about our quality and, you know, seeing what everybody else was getting out here from the actual established businesses that were in brick and mortar stores. I was like, what is going on? Like nobody, there is no, what's the word? There's no quality control or like there's the bar isn't set. Like, yeah, that's the other thing too. When, when shit happens though, like we own it. And so yeah. even in our garage, there was a job. I remember this specifically cause it was, it was a shit show, but um, we, uh, we printed, there was a, a guy we printed for and like, thank God I had done multiple orders from him, but um, we had done discharge prints cause we were doing spot color, but it was like, it was like six colors or something like that. And it was just like, it was always a hassle where I was like, man, like we could, 
we could do the discharge and like get that no feel or whatever. And it was like, I had done it a few times, but it was like the first job we did with it. And they were on cotton heritage shirts. So I, we had done them, but like, you know how they just kind of have like that crusty feel before you wash them. Um, so we ended up, um, I was like, you know, let's, let's just wash them real quick. So like we washed them and they felt all great, but then like the shirts just, they looked used, you know? And so I called the guys like, Hey, do I need you to come over? He's like, what's wrong? I was like, well, we printed all the shirts, but I washed them. And he's like, why'd you wash my t-shirt? And I'm like, look, bro, I know I made a mistake. Um, so like he was pissed because his event was in like two days. So we ended up calling them, had, did a will call. She drove like all the way out. It was like LA or somewhere, you know, hour and a half away, picked the shirts up, came back. We just did the regular spot color. Like it was a mess, but it was that thing. Like we owned it. I was like, dude, I screwed your shirts up. I, I had a fuck up this week too. Can I talk about, Hey guys, can I talk about my school this week? <laughs> yeah. um, we had probably a week ago, these independent crew neck sweaters that were, I don't know, like the vintage. I can't remember. It was like plum or something like just like that off purple, light color, whatever. And the customer asked for like a tonal print. So I was like, okay, like normally we could do like a tonal thing where you make like a tonal ink and use it and whatever. And, uh, or you could just pick a Pantone, which in my opinion is the smarter way to go at this point, Yeah. which I don't think I'm ever going to do like a tonal ink ever again after this job. <laughs> but anyway, like I made this ink, I called my rep and I said, Hey, you know, I kind of want to make a tonal ink. Haven't done it in a while. Um, is this like a good one to use or whatever? So we use like soft hand and, you know, like, I think it was something stupid like a very very light amount of black and i mixed the whole thing and got it good did a test print i was like this looks fucking perfect like this like i literally walked in the office and i was like i can't be any better at my job is what i said <laughs> i literally said that out loud to sarah when i walked up to her with a test print i was like i am fucking so good at this job and uh i brought it to her it looked great and i was like all right cool so again this is just like a one color like customer name across the front um, so we, I do that, bring it in, test print approved, take it back out. I say, run it. This looks fucking awesome. Uh, and another thing about that job before we even started printing it was the fact that we've done these maybe 10 times for this customer. It was one of our, one of our best customers. And it just is like, maybe like an inch and a half text logo across the front. Yeah. Well, it's one of those, like, I don't know if you've ever printed shirts for one of your good customers and you like go to their restaurant or their bar or whatever, and you eat there and you're looking up at the wall and you see like your prints and you're like, like, there's nothing wrong with that. But like, I still think it should be a little higher. You know what I mean? Like, I yeah. feel like that prints a yeah. little low, like mm -hmm. they're not complaining. Like, it's just like, I feel like whoever proofed that job in the first place probably should have done instead of like five inches down, should have like three inches down or something yeah. like whatever. So I was like, you know what, just go ahead and move it up because I don't think they're, I don't think that they actually care. It's just on us to like do what's uh -uh. appropriate or what's supposed to happen. So anyway, I tell them to, I was, me and Bill made the decision. Yeah, let's like bring the print up. So anyway, like with our screens here, when we make them, we, we make it basically to where all shirts other than like if you're stepping up for like really bigger items is you're pulling everything to the collar just goes off the edge of the palette. And like the artwork is already placed on the shirt where it should go. Are you talking about so for your smalls, mediums? Yeah. For like smalls, medium, large, whatever, like just literally pull the collar off the palette and it's, it's right where it needs to be. So anyway, with this job, 
there's two things that got fucked up because one, I was trying a new ink that I've never used before. And two, I had them change the placement on the fly on the press. So anyway, I, I say, go ahead and run the job. So they're running the job and they're like doing like a funky placement because we want to, we want to bring it up like an inch or inch and a half or whatever. And that's, that's fine. Whatever they're doing. I walk away, I come in here, I go back out there and all of the prints after like the first, like after all the smalls, so the smalls all look great. All the medium, large XL, two X, three X, whatever. And there, again, there's like 250 of these fucking independent yeah. crew necks, which are not cheap. No. And uh, everything after the smalls was like this dark maroon color. <gasps> Jesus. And I was like, I, like, and they're flying through these because it's like a one color, one, you know, past yeah. print. Yeah. They're, they pretty much finished the order. And I'm like, I cannot give them these. Like, these are fucked. Like, I don't know what happened. Like, did the ink burn? Like, was this something yeah. that we used that wasn't supposed to be printed this way? So I was like, God, oh, God, whatever. So... I reordered the whole thing. And again, this was probably like a thousand, you know, maybe $1,500 in replacements or whatever it was. I don't remember. I don't want to look at it. Mm -hmm. So <laughs> we fucking get them back here. And then we do the same thing again, where instead of a tonal ink, I use a regular ink. We, we found a good color. It looked good. I was like, sweet. We got this fixed. Do the same thing. Cause we got the same screen. So they're now the ink is fixed, but they're doing the weird placement or whatever. So they do the whole oh. thing do the whole job again we just replaced this fucking job we send it to the customer the next day we get a call from them like hey all these prints are crooked mm. <gasps> and oh, i'm shit. like i'm like what there's no way and she shows us she shows us holding it up and i'm like she's probably holding it wrong i was like just have her put one on <laughs> she puts it on and it's definitely crooked i was like god damn it so she's no. like she's like i don't have time to mess with these can you just come pick them up and she's happy like she's fine like she knows shit happens and it's a good customer yeah. of ours so I was like, I'll come down, get them. We'll bring them back here. I'll hold them up like John's place. We went, remember he had that laser system yeah. where he was like holding it up. Mm -hmm. So I was like, we'll just go through them all, find the ones that are crooked, take them out, replace them again, whatever. But the reason why they were crooked is because when he was loading it, he would load it and then pull to where it would normally be. But then they adjusted it again to get it into the new placement. And when they adjusted it, they probably like pulled it slightly one way or the yeah, other because it's such exactly. a thin print across the front. So again, we're replacing those fucking crewnecks. <laughs> again that's terrible and then the funny the funniest part of this whole thing that came full circle for me today was i was already kicked in the nuts twice like i was already upset about this happening i get on the boat i went on the lake with my mom today on her boat yeah. and my mom comes in on saturdays and like cleans the shop or whatever and uh she comes she like it, my mom is so like straight to the point with things like she's the worst when it comes to being in traffic she'll like scream at people but we got on the boat and she's like, your people need to really stop messing stuff up out there. And I was like, I was like, well, uh -oh. what do you mean? She's like, the test print bin is overflowing with like all these crewnecks <laughs> and all this other stuff. And I'm just like, immediately I was just like, like, mom, it's it's okay. Like shit happens, <laughs> like whatever. But it was just funny because she was trying to stand up for me. Like when you were gone, like all this stuff got messed up. And I was like, it's okay. Like I approved it, whatever. So Again, back to your guys' point of like just just fix it and do the right thing. Yeah. I tried to hurry up and fix it and do the right thing for them, but it was also kind of like I didn't want to even bring up the fact that we already messed these up one other time before the customer got yeah. it. Right. Because I don't want them to think like, what the hell are they doing over there? Like yeah. they can't yeah. get this job yeah. right. Yeah, shit happens once in a while. It's not like we suck. It's just 
it was a funky job, funky thing, shit happens, but it was that's usually how it happens though. It's like you mess yeah. it up and now you're like stressed and like you're, you know, oh, I needed this and that, and then you mess it up again, and it's yeah, yeah. I just think that in that vein of that story is just like fix it, but don't necessarily have to tell the customer that you fucked anything up in the first place. Yeah. Like as yeah. long as you're still getting it to them within the deadline, like business as usual, you did the job, whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, but I do know some people that'll be like, oh, we did this and we messed this up and we did this or whatever. And it's like, why'd you say anything at all? Just like you guys, yeah, it's, do like, you do anything extra when you goof like for them? So, you know how they, I guess they were inconvenienced. And so was this, our, our customer, she had to, you know, drive, return the shirts here. And now she's gonna have to come back and pick them up. Like, you know how we talked about once before Dylan, I, you made fun of me that I'm going to send cookies or whatever, yeah. you know? Mm-hmm. So like. <laughs> Do you guys do anything for your when you goof to for your clients? Yeah, it it depends because there's there's a ton of stuff that we offer because we don't just do screen printing. You know, we do the the like the vinyl graphic stuff and the wraps and stickers. all that and business cards and stickers. So um, there's times like if it's a client, especially like big clients, we've done a lot of work with. You know, like I'll I'll just print them out like 100, 250 stickers and stuff. And I'm like, hey, dude, we screwed this up. Um, some people will just refund the order. Like if it's not a crazy amount, I'll just be like, look, dude, like we messed this up. I know I screwed your schedule up. Like, I'm just sorry. You know, like, don't even worry about it. Or like, you know, we'll give them half off and stuff. It's kind of like a case by case. There's nothing really like specific that we do, but we really, like I said, we try to control those conversations. Like even when something screws up, like I always feel that's a better time to impress somebody than when everything goes right. Yeah. You know, because it, it shows that when shit goes wrong, like you're going to own up to it. And that's got us a lot of business. Yeah, that's true. So at this point, you guys are in the story anyway. You are trying to impress people. You're working through it. And then you what you grew to the next building, so, the next phase. Yes. So we we had the equipment. We're in our garage. Um, she finally decides, like, look, dude, I, w- I want to go all in. And so to put it in perspective, like she is basically like graphic design artwork. And I am pretty much like QuickBooks, like doing that stuff and like printing the actual orders. And so, um, you know, if anybody's worked with their partner and tried to teach them things, <laughs> I was like, oh, I'll teach you how to print, you know. And it's like, you know, she'd have like this squeegee, like too low or too high. I'm like, hey, you re- I am raising it up. You know, and I'm like. <laughs> All right, like immediately I was like, this isn't gonna work. Right? The best part We're gonna work. the best part to me real quick is that you said when you're working with your partner, she immediately <laughs> laughed. She knew yeah. she knew full well what was coming. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so uh I was like, well, you know what? As like I learned every like almost everything I know in the beginning, you know, from Ryanette and stuff and their DVDs. So I was like, hey, they have screen printing classes. And, you know, being like working full time and doing a business and all that, like we don't get out much. So I was like, you know, hey, like it's in L.A. I was like, let's just go. Even though I knew how to print, I was like, let's just both of us will sign up. We'll go out there. I was like, that way somebody else is telling her how she's messing the angle <laughs> to squeeze you up instead of me. Yeah. So I totally agree with that. Yeah, we, we ended up doing that. It was it was awesome, you know, and, you know, of course, they're they're showing, you know, like CMYK and simulated and all that stuff. Um, and it just so happened to be at that time. I was glad I went because uh, I think that was right when their L.A. Um, hub or whatever they called it was closing down. So I remember this like hallway on the other side of the area and like there was no lights on or whatever. But I'm like, why does it look like they have a conveyor dryer and like equipment over there? So I go over there and I look and like, yeah, they had the little, um, the, the old Ryo cures, not the new ones where the base is black, but the base was blue. 
Um, and then they had like a washout booth that just, it looked like it'd been used for years. And I, I asked one of the instructors like, Hey, what's, what's up with all stuff you guys selling it? And he's like, Oh, it's all repos. But he's like, yeah, we'll sell it. He's like, I don't even know if it's in the system or whatever. So again, long story short, we basically, they gave us like an insane deal. It was like 80% off of, of this equipment. So that's when in, in the story, you see like the conveyor dryer showed up and the washout booth and all that stuff. That was all from that, that class that we went to in LA. So now we have better equipment. We finally own a conveyor dryer. She knows how to print now. And that's when things really kind of started skyrocketing. And um, I was like, you know, Hey, like, let me use the tax money that I have a little bit saved up. And I was like, I want to like completely convert the garage. So in that video, you see, like I, I did, I drywalled everything. I built the dark room. Uh, we did like the commercial carpet. We painted, textured everything. Cause like when people, you know, show up at your house, I don't want them just like, just looks like we're sweating out in our garage. I wanted them to come in and like, oh, wow. Like this is really yeah, nice. Like there's a and kayak on, like, hanging above your head. And, like, <laughs> your bikes are in yeah. the corner. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah. So that, um, that's when things like really blew up. And while all that construction was going on, we were printing in our kitchen. So, you know, yeah, like spray adhesive all over the floor. And like, it was, it was terrible, but like we were getting jobs done. And even with the washout booth, like we literally just had like a clear bucket from target that we were like washing screens out in. Like it was, it was bad. I was probably doing a lot of stuff. The EPA is not going to be happy with. Um, it never went down the drain though. <laughs> there was a lot of cat litter we used. Um, but anyway, that's where business like really started like going well and um like all the clothing brands and friends and there's like you know bands and stuff we were doing work for but then we noticed um like bigger businesses or like the city or like the school districts and stuff it was like they would all hear about us and want to do work but then when you'd be like oh come to our house they'd be like yeah no and i'm like no like we got here's our business license here's our resale certificates like we're 100 legit but like they just wouldn't trust it you know, and even when they would see our content online and like how clean our shop looked, like it's just like it, it wouldn't happen. Yeah, and they wouldn't trust it because they already had bad experiences with garage printers in the past. So a lot of them were just very iffy with garage printers. So to 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 fast forward a little bit, um ever ever well to go back, um, I was Ever since like a kid, I've always wanted to do like video. That was like always I wanted to do it. I was always fascinated with like cinema and stuff like that. So like in high school, I did um, like hand drawing, like animation stuff. And then from there, you know, like I wanted to get into video work, but like I could never afford the equipment. So like we had one of those like, you know, cyber shot point and shoot cameras. And so I started getting to stop animation where you just like, you know, take a picture, move, take another picture. And um, I was doing that and making some cool stuff for friends and this and that. And so again, to, to fast forward to the screen printing stuff, um, I basically like, we're at a point where like, I finally like had a decent job where I was making money. We're doing halfway decent with the business to where like, she could kind of self-sustain herself, the business and all, all of its expenses. And I, I told her, I was like, Hey, like, I, I want to finally get into like video work. So, you know, we go to Best Buy, I buy my first like, you know, $1,200 camera and $600 lens. And um, that's where like the video stuff started out. And um, with Instagram, it was cool because like back then, you know, you, you put a little bit of work into videos and like you got a really good response from that. And since, again, 
it's, it's kind of like the thing, like with graphic designers, like you could print, you know, amazing, but like, if the graphic design sucks, like it's, it's not going to bring in the clients. And I felt it was the same way with the social media stuff where like, you know, we never like paid marketing, but all the videos we put out, you know, because everybody's on social media. Yeah. So we would, you know, we were doing raps on trailers and stuff like that and doing videos of them. And um, that really attracted a lot of people, but we were still in that point. We just kept hitting that wall with companies where they're like, oh, you work with your house. Like we're not doing that. And so um, I got to admit, I still wasn't like in my head, I still wasn't like fully behind like like screen printing company. This is where I'm going to make all my money. Um, I was more, cause I, I've been in manufacturing my whole life. Like I got out of the Marines in 2008 and I've pretty much been in manufacturing my whole life. So, you know, I run all, all kinds of machines and stuff, um, basically just creating stuff, whether it's, you know, digital art, you know, film or like actual making stuff out of metal. Um, so with all the, the camera equipment, I was getting really good at that and sinking a lot of money into that. And, um, on the side, I was, you know, we were, we're out, you know, we're an hour away from LA. So we started doing music videos. So we're at, you know, studios and we're getting picked up by like huge clients, you know, like we, we ended up doing a shoot once for uh, Priscilla Vias, who's like the celebrity hairstyle extensionist for like Kim Kardashian and all them. So like huge, huge people that I'm like, dude, I'm just some random guy out in the desert. Like how do I even end up here? And so in my head, I thought I had more of a future in video than I did the screen printing. So uh, I think it was 2020 ish, uh, probably like the end of 2019, um, with the whole like COVID stuff and all that, I had been talking with my, my buddy where I was like, Hey, like, you know, we, we always drive to LA to go to these studios. And I was like, what if we get an industrial space? Like, I don't need offices on like just a blank area with concrete. I'm like, we could put the backdrops up, park cars, do all the music videos and stuff. And so it was a really like, originally that was the idea. Him and I were going to open a studio and then like, just have a corner where like we could do the screen printing, you know? And so that's when we got, um, 2020 happened. There was like, you know, there's people in your area that like they screen print, but they're, they don't actually do it in-house. They just outsource it. Yeah. So there was, there was only a few people out here that actually screen printed in-house. So, you know, they had the best turnarounds, the best prices, cause they weren't a middleman. And so two of them went out of business. And I just, you know, I looked at her and I was like, you know, there's like market grab going on right now. Like these people got to go somewhere. And I was like, let's do it. So it was like December 18th of, um, it was 2020, 2020. yeah, 2020 that, uh, we got our first retail spot. Um, and it was like the main area was studio that we rented out. And then in the side was the screen printing stuff. Like and throw Geo on the side, put it on the side over there. Over yeah. here, it's all studio. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty much. And, and then um, now it's the opposite, right? Now it's the opposite. Oh, it's definitely the opposite now. So uh, with that, though, we, um, you know, invested in more equipment. I got, you know, uh, the the hot, rock, hot rocket dryer, which, you know, I know it's just a Vastex rebranded. And then, you know, we got like a, our metal washout booths and stuff. So like we invested a lot into that. And then I, um, I decided at one point I was like, you know, I want to get like, I want to quit my job and I want to try to make this video thing work. So I was like, I'm going to take a leave of absence from work for a month. And like, I'm going to see what like my day to day would be like, and if I could make it happen. So, you know, I started doing like product videos for people and taco trucks and we're doing music videos, but it's just like, just people couldn't afford it, you know? And like the, the type of money that I wanted to make and I felt I deserved, it was just like, it was, 
it was few and far between, you know, you find some clients who like, you know, you could come with a $5,000 invoice and like, they wouldn't even blink at it, but there's people who like even $40 was too much for them. And so I kind of had to take a hard look at my situation and with her. And I was like, you know, I was like, a lot of these people can't afford this stuff, you know? And that's why a lot of people's social medias, I feel suffer because like it, it costs a good amount of money to invest into like good videographers and stuff. But at the same time, I feel like we're in that day and age where like content is still key. Like you could not put one penny towards advertising. If you just have really good videos that you put out, like you can amass a lot of money and get your business to grow a lot with that. So um, at that point, I pretty much decided, I was like, why don't I just shoot all the content for the business? Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold (laughs) on. He only, he only got that idea after he saw for the first time, just how much money was coming in with All Point I Inc. With the printing alone, he was like, whoa. He was like blown away at how much money was coming in all by myself. I was like, yeah, look, see, I told you we should have done this earlier. And then that's when he started like thinking about it, like what is going on? And then his studio was getting disrespected by people who were um, renting it. And, you know, his gear was getting manhandled and it was just too much of like, uh, was it stressful? Yeah, was it, was, it-, it was just a headache. Or like the people who would rent the studio, like I had um, strobe lights, you know, uh, not like party strobe lights, but people in photography know what I'm talking about. They're actual strobe, you know, you click it flashes yeah. or whatever. And um, so I had really good lighting equipment. That was one of the things. If you rented the studio, like all my lighting equipment came with it. And so what these people would do is they were cheap. So they would just find like some dude they knew that was a photographer that would like agree to come do their shoot for free. So like he would show up in the studio, they have all these people, but like he never used the strobe in his life. So like for 90% of their studio time, like I'm the one sitting there like doing settings using it. And like, it pretty much was like me taking the pictures for them. And I was like, dude, this, this isn't what I wanted. Like just pay me my money. You guys do your thing and leave. And it just like, it never ended up like that. Yeah. And while he was doing all that, messing with all that on my end with the actual printing business, I started saying, thinking, Hey, you know, maybe I should get on camera. Maybe I should like show my face, start talking to people, get on stories, so on and so forth. And the instant I did that, it was just chaos chaos and in our community i had so many business just started coming my way because it was like oh it's a it's a female screen printer oh it's you know it's a latina screen printer and they would just show up and be like we want to do business with you instead and um i feel like that was like the turning point was when i decided to put my mug out there in the open and started yeah. being like hey i'm embarrassed it's embarrassing i'm shy <laughs> but let me just fake it and that's how hard was that for you like how did you do it um, I just did it. I, I just told a little voice in my head, like, nobody cares. Nobody cares that you got a double chin. Nobody cares that, you know, you're, you're a little overweight right now. That's not the point. The point is just show your personality. And, you know, um, I, people have always told me that they love my personality in actual real life. And I was like, let me show that online a little bit. And when I did that, I was like, wow, I should have done this a long time ago. Yeah. Yeah. It, like our, I think it was like 4,000 4, to 8,000, whatever. When we went through that fall, it was like in a span of just like a few months, right. like from us, just like doing the videos, getting on camera, 
it just kind of like skyrocketed at that point. Cause it was like, instead of just being like how I see like 90% of the content screen printing, it's like just the typical, like overshot of like the t-shirt on the palette, which is like, it's cool, you know, or like them just showing like the squeegee, but I'm like, dude, the second you put your face out there and you become a human, you know, yeah, to these people, people like wanna, that's what they relate with. People want to buy from people. They don't just want to be like sold to like, Oh, buy my shit, buy my shit. Exactly. Look at this, buy this, buy this, buy this. Like they want to connect with somebody at the end of the day, every single person is a person and they connect with your personality. That's a big win. You so that's like when that's you decided. Do you feel like that's something that you, you like to do in the beginning and now you feel pressure to keep doing? No, not at all. I, I honestly, when I don't feel like it, I just don't do it. I just step back and I take a little bit of a break. But um, I just get right back to it. I don't feel pressured at all whatsoever. I feel like well, our followers, for the most part, are very, very laid back. I think we all know that when you're cr trying to print a job and while at the same time making content, it takes like five times as long, you know? And oh, yeah. So I, I don't have, it, I feel like anyway, I don't have time. That's one of the reasons why I sort of step back from making so many videos. And also I wanted to ask you, did you, how much more fun is it doing videos for your business, like personally for you, editing it how you want to edit it and so, uh, then, then doing it contract for other people? You know what I'm saying? Oh, I, I, I love it. I love it because that was, that was the biggest thing. Like with, with the film, you know, it's like, I got into it because it's like, I loved it. And I'd see things online that I want to emulate or like my style, you know? And it's like, every time you get on a shoot and they're like, here's the storyboard. These are the exact shots that we need. Like, I'm like, Oh yeah, it's cool. But at the end of the day, I'm like this, like I wouldn't have done it that way, you know? And it's like, sometimes you give them like how you do it. And they're like, Oh, what do you know? You're just a camera guy. I'm like, well, I do this for a living, but it's, it's so much more rewarding because it's like, I can just come up with any idea that I want, however I want. And like, I just go out there and make it happen and I edit it. And it's like, nobody's like, Oh, you need to do this or do that. So, um, yeah, it's, it's definitely a lot more rewarding just having full control over what I want to do. With that stuff, do you feel like it's meant for Instagram or are you doing it on other platforms as well? Do you, cause this is kind of a thing that's always a pain in the ass. I feel like it's evolving constantly and it's either, is it worth doing? Is it not worth doing? So, yeah, the, so the thing that I always try to tell people is like pick the platform that you like that you're comfortable with like just because you're on instagram does not mean you need a tiktok also just because you're on tiktok doesn't need mean you need to start a youtube and it's like just because this guy over here is having success with that like doesn't mean you need to jump on that route and like i still feel instagram is extremely powerful for getting your stuff out there i also feel like tiktok is but it's, it's like with anything it's like a different audience where like our demographic that we try to hit with our business, like they are on Instagram, you know, the people that are, you know, like between 22 and maybe like 38 and stuff like those type of like trendy business owners that like they're up on like the Instagram trends, you know, that will kind of understand the meme type stuff I put up. Whereas if like, you know, we just did like Facebook for us is like that to us is like more of the the older generation and like more, it has to be For like sure. professional, you know, and just like text on the screen. I can't do like flash strobe stuff. Cause <laughs> it's like, it's not going to work. Whereas TikTok, we tried it for a minute, but the thing about TikTok is everybody gets really mixed up in like follower counts and likes and da 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 da. And I'm like, you know, 20,000 likes, like 
what do you get from that at the end of the day? Nothing, like absolutely nothing. Now people DMing you for work and comments like, you know, Hey, how much for this? How do I get that? Like that's, that's where the money is to be made. Now, don't get me wrong. You know, if you're only getting two likes on your stuff versus you make, you know, content that's getting 20,000 likes, like that's obviously better, but it's, it's all about how people are engaging. And in TikTok, we're getting like a ton of views, ton of comments and stuff for the little bit we we're doing it, but it's a younger generation. And it's people who, you know, are like maybe like, you know, 16 and up, you know, like 16 to 20 and stuff. And it's people who like don't have a lot of money to like put in the type of work we were trying to get. So that's where, like I say, like, just pick the platform that you feel like your demographic is on and just run with that. And you don't have to have, you know, 19 places you're putting content at. I have uh, overrated, underrated. I have nine things here. And so you either say, uh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say something and you're going to say it's yeah. overrated, it's underrated, or you can say properly rated if you want. Okay. So the first one is Starbucks. Overrated. 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 I do Overrated. like Starbucks, but mm-hmm. I don't know. It's not that great. Only the most successful coffee chain the world has known. Um, yeah, also, really good D- reward. Duncan program. has the best iced tea. Uh, I don't know. Juan, Juan, hold on real quick. Juan from Anatol, when he came to open house, he brought me coffee from Colombia. And like, I can't drink anything else after he gave me that. <laughs> so I'll send you guys the website. It is amazing. I'm with you. I drink Costco coffee. All right. Number two, DTF. Uh, I think it's on par. I, yeah. I'm, I'm about to say I'm, yeah. I'm kind of right there. There's times I like it. There's times I hate it, but I think um, that I'm just I, under, I'm, I'm at the point where it's, it's a work in progress. Like it's, yeah. it's a new thing and it's where it is currently and it works really well when it works. Yeah. Massively, massively underrated. Um, number three, snooze button. Uh, overrated. overrated. I, don't, I don't know what a snooze button is. <laughs> I just don't like it. Yeah. I, I wake up every morning at 2.55 and I'm like that guy that like my alarm is on for like a, a millisecond. I'm like, and then like I'm up. That's just how I've been my whole life. So we'll see in like 20 years if I'm still the same. <laughs> number four, getting your first auto. Un- underrated. underrated. It's 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 a huge, huge, like life changing experience. I'm with you. Depends on the person. <laughs> Scented candles. Overrated. 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 They're fucking expensive as all hell. First of all, I sneeze when I am ever near one. <laughs> <laughs> um. All right, next Instagram. Uh, that's a hard one because I I, hate I like it and media. I don't. <laughs> yeah. If like, I'm I being like what totally it does honest, my business. <laughs> I'm being totally honest. I don't like it anymore as much as I used to. Yeah, it's a ch- it's a chore. So. Yeah, I, I mean, know. I I like I like it because I am addicted to it, and there's I get to like talk to my friends, and I get to see what they're doing, and. It motivates me to do better in my business, but I feel like when it was first kind of came out for the first bunch of years, it was way more fun because your feed was actually people you followed. And And it's, it's not even, it's, it's more than that. And how I feel about it lately is like, 
six, eight years ago, you know, it was like the content in my opinion was so good. And it's like, now everybody's like, Oh, you got a business. You got to be on Instagram. You got to make these videos. You got to do these trends. And I feel like 80% of the content is just this like forced trash that like when you're scrolling through, it's just like, I don't care. I don't care. I don't care. I don't care. I feel like the like, worst. I, I get it. I understand it. But I feel like the worst thing that could have happened to any of the social media is the word trends. Yep. <laughs> any of it. Because it's like, it's not even, it's, it's not, uh, nothing you do at this point is original because everything is just like, oh, I'm doing it because yep. it's on trend. It's like, you're literally just copying the next person who's copying the next person who's copying the next person. There's like no original thought with it i don't know it's yep. just it it's um for me it. it feels very fake i think it is incredibly overrated and i feel sorry for the generation that's coming up and relies on that yep. um next we have popsicles oh underrated I, I love popsicles <laughs> yes <laughs> yeah what me kind too of popsicle, i though? Uh, yeah. pomegranate they're the uh the not sun kiss. yeah the, the sunshine shine pomegranate yeah. yeah 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 oh my lord Those <laughs> is it a, is it a real this. fruit popsicle with like fruit chunks yeah. in it, or is it like mm. lime oh. green and it's like got artificial flavor something popsicle Oh, it's probably got a bunch of dyes in it. I probably shouldn't be eating. No, those outshines are actually pretty good. You, they do make outshine, no sugar added though. And so, yeah. um, and we have those and they're kind of, you can get different size, but anyway, Joe, Joe and I do laps. We do like three laps around our neighborhood after dinner. And, and then lately, you go inside and do laps with your popsicles. Well, lately, Dylan, lately we do, uh, <laughs> we do a lap and then we come in, grab popsicle and then do another lap, come in, grab popsicle. So it's just something we're doing. I love, love, love popsicles. Okay. Next you have we have more than one popsicle. Well, yeah, because they're so the ones that I have now are only 25 cows, no sugar. I'm on I, I cut out sugar. So we are um, I shouldn't say completely, but reduced sugar drastically yeah. about three weeks ago. Um, it awesome. has really made some massive changes. I'll talk about it in an episode soon because it's really a crazy experience to go through. First, it was really yeah. hard. I was a guy that wanted dessert after my meal. I wanted that sweet. And yep. um, I never drank soda. It's not a thing I did, but I. But I wanted dessert, and it was very hard to give that dessert up. I've just I just switched in, and I I figured out how, and I feel so much better. So next, I have computer to screen. Oh, no. Um, I I feel it's really really underrated. But like for a, a shop our size, that's that's been the biggest argument with us about like like when is it time? Because I feel like hey, I have enough work, but not enough work. It wasn't coming through, whatever you were saying. <laughs> God damn it. I was like, is this ASMR? But it's like silent, I guess. So the thing is, and it, do it it's tomorrow. Buy lot. it tomorrow. Yeah. It's what I've seen in the industry a lot, though, where it's like that new cool thing that everybody needs comes out and it's like fifty to eighty thousand dollars. And I just feel oh, like expensive. in like a year yeah. or two, somebody's gonna come out and they're like, oh, it's 16, which I, I met um at the last show, the I think it's elite, the people who make the orange ones. The orange CTS machines. Oh. The I think it's the Spider. Okay. Is isn't the oh, company? Exile? Hold on, real quick. <laughs> Is it Exile? Exile. Exile. Yeah. Sorry, I knew it started with an E. So yeah, uh, I talked to Alfredo from Exile because they had. 
the regular spider one or whatever that was like absurd and i was like dude i just i want it so bad but i don't have money but then they came out with that other one that just uses like regular ink cartridges and he's like it's like 16 grand so that's that's the one we've been looking at lately because i just like i said i don't feel like i have enough screens that i go through to justify it i feel like i would either get a wax unit or i would get a laser but i remember when we first got our eye image it the roi mm -hmm. on it it definitely paid itself off like in a year yeah like it was one of those I, things I want, where i, I want was to do like that and get, i was like how did we not get this sooner yeah because I, I i keep thinking like like dude it's a lot of money it's another payment but then i keep thinking if i get that and the arm system by just registering you know we just ran what was that last job seven dude. seven colors or whatever yes like just the answer is yes. click bam done click bam done and yes. then just getting rid of you know do we are still running on an epson artisan 1430 so <laughs> that answer is no <laughs> Yeah, so. I mean, the registration system is what makes that Number ROI. One. Yeah, I mean, it just changes yeah. everything. So you get your money back. And I would say uh, for us, I don't even know if it was a year, it was less than that. We've talked about that before. All right. Yeah. Last but not least, sleep. Underrated. Underrated. Yeah, sure. <laughs> Underrated. So I, I work like 14, 14 and a half hours every single day. Like I start work at Lockheed at 3.30 in the morning and then I get off at one, I come to the shop and it's like, I hear and see some of the people and like not pointing fingers, but like a lot of the people I see that are in like really bad physical health and stuff, it's, you know, they're like, oh yeah, I actually four hours a night. And then I'm like, well, get more sleep, dude. Like, yeah, I, I schedule out like eight hours. Like I'm getting eight hours. She sleeps just a little bit more than that. Um, and like, we're really advocates about like, get a good mattress and stuff. And there's actually a book called, um, I don't remember off the top of my head. I'll, I'll look it up right now and tell you guys, but there's a, a book on it about it's like sleep better or something like that. And it talks about like the temperature and then something weird that was explained to me was how in the center of your bed, like after a while it will start losing its shape. And so you get like a sag that ends up happening on your hips, which is causing a lot of problems and why you can't get comfortable and sleep through the night and stuff like that. So we're all about, you know, just like two weeks ago, I was looking at like a $16,000 mattress with all the <laughs> adjustments and stuff. Cause I am well, that's a, all about sleep. That's that's the funny part for a lot of the people is you think about it. Like you spend, what is it like a quarter of your life on this it, thing? It, exactly. Yeah. And exactly. you go buy like a fucking $300 mattress. And you're like, <laughs> yeah, like, man, I wonder why my life sucks. It's like, well, because your fucking mattress sucks. Like, yeah, it's it's called uh, Sleep Smarter by Sean Stevenson. So that, yeah. that was a really good one. I, I was definitely one of those people for the longest time where I, I just I kept saying I'm a night owl. But really what it was <laughs> is I just like I just didn't go to bed and then I would go to bed at like one or two and wake up at six. <laughs> And then I was like, man, at a certain point, I was like, man, I wonder why I'm unhealthy and like overweight and feel sluggish <laughs> and like a piece of shit. And then I, you know, got a lot better sleep. And a lot of that was because I went to the doctor and got like a machine and like everything else. And like, as soon as I started actually sleeping, mm -hmm. I was instantly like a different person. I was like, holy yeah. shit, like I have it, energy and I can do stuff and I have motivation yeah. and everything else. And it changed my life. It's, it's, it's crazy how many people like, don't understand what they're doing to themselves every day. And it's like, I feel like caffeine and sleep, like you guys know about the half-life of caffeine. 
that will like whatever you have in your system after 12 hours, like half of it is still basically active. So, you know, these people, it's like, you know, 12, one o'clock, they pound a Red Bull, you know, by the time you're going to bed, like you still have half of that active in your system. And a lot of times what's happening is like, you know, you know, it's like a lot of people will have anxiety and stuff like that. And a lot of it happens to do with like caffeine and how it like triggers the same like uh, fight or flight response and which stresses you out more during the day. And then when you don't sleep, like it's adding onto that and it's, it's affecting like your cardiovascular system. And a lot of people don't understand like your physical health, mental health, all of that, like just chilling out on caffeine and sleeping could fix like 60% of the issues you're having in your life. Yes. But you know, thousand percent I'm, I'm following a guy named Brian Johnson right now who was a tech millionaire and he is 45, 46, something like that. And he uh, started this thing called blueprint and he's trying to extend his life. And he was a, like, he was very unhealthy while he was running his business and all that kind of stuff. And now this is a new thing. Anyway, he says he has this huge plan. It's a blueprint. It's, it's massive. But he said, if you don't do any of this, like if you don't do anything else, just do one thing. And that is sleep eight hours. And yep. that'll make your life significantly yep. better. So the, the other crazy thing I learned about caffeine, just to put this out there is everybody thinks caffeine gives you energy and like, you couldn't be more wrong. I forget the actual yeah, it word just, it starts with that. It just a. like it's, shuts off the sensors basically, yeah, right? You, they're like andesite receptors and stuff. So all it does is like you actually being tired, it just masks that. So you're like, oh, I'm, I have energy. And it's like, no, you're delusional. And that's why you crash. The caffeine wears off and you're like, oh, I feel like I got hit by a truck. So, yeah. Andy, did you have uh, any other questions? <laughs> I know you have the weird ones, so. No, that's it. So you, there were some listener questions, though. That's yeah. usually your thing. You have uh, somewhere. Real quick before we do that, do you guys have anything? Else? I know, like, you're in a better spot now, and we kind of came in real quick with, uh, you should just kind of keep going by yourselves. To tie that in a bow, is that how you guys are feeling? You're feeling like you're doing great with, like, you know, you, your social looks really good. You guys look like you're putting out really great work. You have this sweet duo team. Is that the plan to keep that rolling as long as humanly possible? A hundred percent. Like we, we have some other like online digital stuff and we're, we're trying to, we're trying to break more into that like digital world to kind of break out of our local area. But right. yeah, as of right now, we're not actively trying to hire somebody. I think if somebody just amazing walked through the door, we'd probably like give them a shot. But as of right now, it's, it's just going to be us for now. Oh, dude, I didn't look at these. There's fucking 30 of them. <laughs> <laughs> no, there's no, a lot of comments. There's some, there's a few good questions, though. A lot of them are like, you know, like. I like the one somebody asked about our HR department. I don't, I don't think they're ready for that. <laughs> <laughs> I think you That's answered funny. a couple of them in there. One of them you said we're talking about on the show. What was that? So, I know one one question I commented on. They were asking about if we do all of our video work in house, and uh, oh yeah, yeah. To just answer that a little better, yes, a hundred percent. I learned. I never went to school for it. Like a hundred percent, just learned everything off you know YouTube and Google. And I, I feel Google is probably the most underrated thing that you could do. I don't know how many kids I see around me like asking dumb questions. I'm like, you literally have a thing in your pocket that has all the answers. Yeah, I say that too. You know? Yeah. <laughs> So. Uh, yeah, there was a guy that I knew that basically said that he said, like, we'd be standing there and you'd ask a question and be like, man, I wish I knew the answer to this. It's like, <laughs> we literally all have magic genies in our pocket where, where we could just be like, answer this question right now. 
Dylan, um, uh, ask that one that Oops uh, asked because I think a lot of people could. I think a lot of people could relate to that. I mean, we. A lot of people work with their. She, she's she's awesome, by the way. Yeah. Yeah. Love both them. Both love where, her. Where is Rick. that one? I didn't see Rick's uh, there too. Long time listener, first time commenting. That one. Yes. How can yes. they still be together after working together and also coming home to each other? Uh, do they take separate cars to work? How do they handle work disagreements? And what was the biggest one they've had? And how do they handle it? Okay. So <laughs> the, oh, you're the, ready. The, the first easy one um, is it's like, listen, we, listen do, up. <laughs> we do, we do take separate cars, but um, that's only because I, like I explained before, I, I work full time at, at uh, Lockheed. So I'm, I'm gone at like three in the morning. Now, like today, we came to the podcast, like we drive here together, but usually, especially because of graphics, when I have to do installs, um, I don't want her getting stuck here. So like, yes, 90% of the time, like we take, we take different cars. Um, Now the the big one, like how do we, how we've been together so long and made it work? Um, Really, honestly, it, it, it just comes down to like honest conversations, you know, and, um, I hate it because I, I see so many like couples that like are okay, but like could be great. Like if they stopped, I don't want to call it lying because that feels like they're doing something bad, but like they're just not being honest. Sure, and like Tony. even even with like screen printing and business, you know, like, you know, you show your partner, oh, I did this and that. And they're like, oh, yeah, it's it's great. When like in reality, it's kind of like, eh, you know, and um, there was a um, my favorite, favorite like motivational video if you want to call it that was the ct fletcher like the 10 commandments to bodybuilding and it was just because of one thing he said in there and um he starts talking about satisfaction and he's like fuck satisfaction and he's like that's the death blow and he's like you cannot go any better than satisfied and i feel like a lot of people with their partners you know their partners ask them oh you know am i doing this or that and it's kind of like they pet their ego instead of just being honest Now, on the flip side of that, like we are able to like have those hard conversations and like understand like it's not personal, like they're mad at me or they're trying to like put me down or whatever. Like it's just the truth, you know, you know, and it's, you know, hey, like like we said, we were going to work, work out. And it's like I've been doing it, but like you haven't been doing your part, like like we need to get on this or like, hey, you said we were going to this and that, you know, or like showing some, hey, you know, I read this on the website. Like, what do you think? And it's like. This looks retarded, you know? And so again, it's, it's just being honest about, I don't know if you want to add anything to that. Um, yeah, we just don't sugarcoat things with one another. We, we have a very, we're, we're very good communicators with one another, even if it hurts each other's feelings, we know that, you know, we're only doing it because we love one another and we want to see each other just get better, become better. And if you're not able to do that with your significant other, even if it's just, not in business, but like just in regular life as a, you know, married couple or boyfriend, girlfriend, it's like, that's just not the right person for you then. Um, you know, I feel like sometimes I got lucky or I'm blessed to have somebody that I can be fully myself with. And for some reason, you know, we both have a very similar work ethic and we both want better for ourselves. And sometimes, you know, I laugh and we have very dark jokes because we have, we both have had very crappy childhoods. So coming from that and using that as a motivator and being like, I want to be better than that. I don't want to be like my family so on and so forth. We kind of bonded, bonded on that. And it's great to just 
have somebody to share your life with and business with that understands that fully. So yeah. that's pretty I think, much I think the thing is. that I just pulled out of your discussion here, because obviously I've gone through some stuff myself, is the motivation part. I yeah. think the fact that you both have the same motivation is is huge because if not to say one is the other, but, but like if he wasn't as motivated as you, then it exactly. would constantly be that push and pull of like, come on, we got to get this fucking yeah. done. And they're like, well, exactly. you know, let's just do this instead. And it's yeah. Like, and we well, see that. We see that yeah. all the time with like acquaintances or like friends, you know, they come over here, they bitch and they moan about their partner, this and this and that and that, but yet they don't do anything about it or they don't, you know, break it off or whatever reason it is. And I'm just like, well, you know, you're, you're doing it to yourself. Like you're only stumping your own growth at the end of the day. You're going to grow old. You're going to be old and bitter and you're just going to hate yourself. And at the end of the day, it's, you only have yourself to blame, unfortunately. So. And it's, no. it's crazy. Cause like a lot of the times the, the excuses that we hear yeah, and it's, it's like, well, I've, I've been with them for so yeah. long and I'm like, what? You're then you're an idiot. <laughs> like, okay, you're living okay. with like, it with now, so long is the problem. Now, mind you, like we 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 don't have kids and all that stuff, right. so like it's like I can't really speak on that because mm-hmm. I know that's a whole nother dynamic when you have kids, and I know people that are unhappy in relationships, but they kind of stay there for the kids, and it's like I can't speak on that because I'm not there. But at the same time, there's a lot of people I know that don't have kids; they're not married, and it's like you know, in three years, like they're still in the exact same place, and they complain about the exact same things, and I'm just like, bro, why don't you do anything about it? Like, yeah. you know. All right. So last one back to screen printing. Uh, Tyler says the Volt Press pros and cons. It's the one press I am least familiar with. Uh, so the Volt, honestly, the biggest thing for us was at the last spot that we were at, um, the, the walls were so thin because we we had a, a Rock U priced out and um, just like that on top of getting a compressor and all that. And there's times if her and I were like too loud, um, Dan or neighbor, he'd come over, he'd be like, Hey, like, could you guys shut up? And I'm like, well, it's not even that loud in here. So the whole thing of putting a compressor in there, like it just wasn't feasible. And so that's where I had started gravitating, uh, towards Anatole. Cause I saw them at the show and they're, they're all electric presses and stuff. But, right. um, I forget who it was, but they said something where, you know, you don't think about something obvious. And then somebody tells me like, Oh yeah. Cause I was like, well, man, it's all electric. Like, I, I don't know, like it could break and this and that. And they're like, even the rocks and the M and R's like, they all have electronic parts too. He's yeah. like, you have electronic and pneumatic. He's like, just the volt is just all, all electric. And I was like, Oh yeah. When you think of it like that, like, dude, if things are going to break, they're going to break, you know, and they yeah. have warranties on these things. So, and it just so like totally random happened that when that conversation was happening, uh, Paul, the uh, SoCal rep for Anatol just showed up at the shop one day, you know, and it was like, we were already kind of in that headspace of like, what are we going to do? We need more output. So um, being all electric was probably like the biggest pro that we had. Um, no air compressor. Yeah, no, no air compressor, no extra fees, all that. Like you just run it in. Um, so like it was perfect. Um, cons, like, honestly, like, not just well, trying to like overhype it, but like, like we haven't really had any no. issues with it. The only thing that I feel could be improved on that's just kind of annoying is when we, um, when we move the screens, like in between, you know, to like check registration in between the, the platens, sometimes there's not a whole lot of room there. 
So like on the top, I can see all three of our registration dots, but on the bottom, because of how the side clamps come in, like sometimes I can only see one dot. So that's that's probably my my only con I really have on it. Yeah, um, but I mean, at the end of the day, you know, this is the first auto we've ever owned. And that's something you should keep in mind. Like we don't have anything to compare it to. So we wouldn't even know, you know, if like the Rock is better or the M&R is better. Um, yeah, the only thing... Like, I like Antol and I do like the Volt. And I've always said that if I had a garage shop, I would probably have a Volt because of the fact like no air compressor or whatever. The only thing like having other autos and seeing that, that kind of sketches me out a little bit. And you could probably tell me mm -hmm. it's totally fine. It's just like the, the screen clamp system. It's just like that lever. Mm -hmm. like, does it any, so, does it ever so, move? Do you ever have issues with it so, not being tight enough? <laughs> the only thing and it's, it's always fun is when you clamp one side but because all, all the registration is on one side so you know you have to unlock this one keep this one locked and then you make your adjustments yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, but then when you forget to clamp that yeah. and then you squeegee it and it just pulls your whole squeegee sideways and you're like oh shit I forgot but honestly I haven't had any issues and a tip that my tech gave me and like me being from manufacturing makes sense. Like when you put tension and pressure on metal, like it has to go somewhere. And so he was showing me like where the clamps, like just, you know, where they were screwed in from the factory. When we pulled it down, like you could see it put like a lot of pressure on the machine. And he's like, dude, just take it until like, it's just very, very light. And you'll think that like, man, like that's not enough pressure, but I've done that where I do that. And I've like pulled on the screen and it, it doesn't move. So I haven't had any issues with that as long as, again, um, you know, everything's leveled out, which the techs come out and do that. And then um, I guess the other pro would be you get to color it any color that you want if you want that, to a little extra. That was like 50% of our decision. Yeah, I, I was like, <laughs> I do not like that red color. It's not going to match. And there he... Yeah. I remember I was talking to Mike because I was there and they've done some stuff for me. Like uh, I had them custom make that smaller mixer. I think you guys have one. Oh yeah, the smaller one. Like yeah. that was my that was my thing. Like I I went to them and I was like, I want this made, and they made it for me, and then they they sell it now. But uh, I, I I was talking to them about some stuff, and I really like this one smaller dryer, and I was gonna thinking about getting that instead of the fusion, and he was telling he's like, yeah, I can paint it whatever color you want. I was like, can I get you? Can you paint it M and R blue for me? <laughs> like he like I basically wanted it all like M and R'd out. And I probably yeah. want to put MNR decals on. That, that's dip, that's but. funny. That's funny because when we got our machine, everybody, everybody, it was either like, oh, you guys went MNR. Oh, you got a saber or whatever. Workhorse. And our workhorse. And I was like, I was like, no, it's an Anatol. Yeah, because like, you went that well, teal and gray and whatever, right? No, our, ours is a uh, blue black. and blue and black. Yeah. So that workhorse color. Just because it's like, that's what our, our logo was right. and everything in our shop and our shop's all black. Now, uh, pros was something, I, I guess it was more of me being proactive where, um, we, when, when they sent us out to a Santa Clarita, just to check somebody else that had one, um, they, I had noticed they had a head that tilted up and I was like, well, what's the point of that? Yeah, the extra one. And he's like, Oh, well, if you're running two operators, you know, he's like, you can pull it up. So you have a loading unloading. He's like, but if like, she's by herself and we need to run like a true eight color, cause just cause you have eight stations on your press doesn't mean you can run eight color because if you put a flash or a cool down or something like you lose heads for that so ours is a nine color 10 station and our ninth head goes up yep, and that I was specifically that. yeah if we ran into eight color jobs i wanted to be pull that down still have the flash um another thing i don't i can't speak of the other machines but our flash what i love it just because like it it just 
slides right in, it clamps in just like a screen does. And um, when you want to switch heads, it just has a thing. You just literally unscrew the electrical connection, walk it over to the next one, screw it back in, and it auto like knows that it's there. So that, I, again, the other machines might do that, but that's definitely a pro for us. Like I don't have to go and program anything in to tell it it moved. Nice. Yeah, I do like that press. So it's pretty sweet that you got one. Um, Andy, do you want to do listener questions? Yeah, quick takes. Quick takes. Yeah. You ready? Uh-huh. I'm always ready. <laughs> Three things you do to start your day. Shower. <laughs> Shower. Work out. Eat. Um, I listen air. to very loud music. <laughs> I eat breakfast. And I jump on Instagram. As bad as that is. <laughs> Still doing it. Uh, what would be an unhappy meal for you? Unhappy meal? I don't like any type of anything that has like bread, but the bread gets soaked. So it's like soggy. Drives me insane. <laughs> <laughs> I don't like soggy bread. <laughs> we we used to have a guy that worked here that uh, would take care of this old guy. And he was just like a neighbor or whatever. And he like kind of felt bad and went out and checked on him every day. And he, the old guy always had to make this thing called soaked toast, where basically yeah. it was like a bowl of hot water that you would just put oh. like a piece of toast in and he would just eat it. Like, did he not have tea or something? Soaked toast. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, that's fucking gross as fuck. Like, <laughs> yeah, that's, that's soggy, funny. soggy water, bread, gross. <laughs> That's what so, you do, I think, uh, when you're in food competitions or whatever, because they eat like when you have the yeah. hot dog. The hot dogs, they dip it and then mm -hmm. eat it, so it slides yeah. down. Yeah. All right. I think I know the answer to this, but one press or ten presses. One, one press, one. just one. Uh, what are you watching, reading, or listening to right now? Uh, SWAT. Yeah, we're watching SWAT on Netflix right now. Um. I feel like I've heard reading, that from multiple people. Is that good? Yeah. Yeah, it's got that um, Shamar Moore from Criminal Minds. So he's like the head guy in that. So I've, I've always liked the stuff that he's in. Okay. So, and then um, there's there's two two books I'm kind of in between right now. One is the uh, the Dichotomy of Leadership, which I always crack up because I'm like I have no employees, so who am I trying to lead? <laughs> <laughs> You're trying to lead her. Yeah. <laughs> just out there yelling at her do better come on um and then uh essentialism which is which is really oh, yeah. great and that helped because it's like you know those books like the first like three pages they say shit and you're just like total paradigm shift and you're like what have i been doing with my life you know and um the biggest thing i got from that book without getting into too much detail was like you know how it is when there's like jobs, you're like, ah, oh, should I take it? Should I not? Or like, should I sponsor this event or not? Or should I work with these people? And like, we have this philosophy now, like if it, if when we hear about this thing, we're not a hundred percent, like, hell yeah, let's do this. Then we just don't do it. Yeah. If it's when I was like, oh, well, I don't know. Maybe we just, we don't even mess with it. Just on to the next thing. Yeah. I agree with that too. I like that. Favorite day of the week. Friday. <clears throat> No, my Friday though. It's a chiller day at the shop. I get to clean, get lost in the cleaning, and then it's a yeah, it's a chill day. 
I like Saturdays because 90% of the time I'm just at home chilling or riding my bike because um, I ride street bike. I don't know if you guys got onto my personal Instagram account, but um, I do like a lot of um, like the tracks out here because there's, you know, Willow Springs and Button Wheel and all that. So that's that's kind of what I do on my free time. We both ride, but yeah. Nice. You should have rode to work. That should have been part of it. <laughs> I need a new uh, tire right now. Would you rather encounter a Bigfoot or an alien? And I'm I'm suggesting Bigfoot could be an alien, but you know, Andy wrote this question, so alien, of course. I don't know. I think I think Bigfoot just because I think they're well. I literally work with a dude called Sasquatch, so um, I might already hang out met him. All day. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I like the other question that we had of this before because it kind of sparked interest. Was if you would rather run into an alien or a ghost? Mm. Alien, still alien. alien. I yeah. said alien too. Because to me, an alien yeah. is just like another being like us that just lives somewhere else. And you're just like, exactly. you're like, what's up, dude? But if you met a ghost, it's like, that's a whole nother can of worms of like, okay, well, see, fucking see, that's that's spirits and like, you know, yeah, that's, that's what I'm saying. <laughs> There's a million which, which questions world, there. Which world do you want to verify? Do you want to verify like that whole like yeah. ghost realm and afterlife and all that? Or do you want like that proof that like we aren't alone in the universe and all that? That and- one's way easier. That one's way easier. It's like, yeah, there's a fucking million options. There's got to be one. Yeah. But yeah. ghosts are just like, all right, well, that means my grandma's been watching me do weird stuff in my bedroom for forever. <laughs> and I don't like this. <laughs> Imagine you met a ghost that was just like really boring, though, you know? Like, that's oh, the thing too is you watch like, all these movies and it's like ghosts are like oh they're haunting something it's like what yeah. if this dude just fucking died here and he has no other choice and he's just yeah. like chilling and you're and like sitting he just in his keeps trying to go this. in your fridge and like make a sandwich you know and it's right. like dude what's up i'm i'm fred i, I live here for five <laughs> years and you're like what the fuck exactly. <laughs> yeah. all right final question what's for dinner i'm feeling pizza yeah, probably probably pizza tonight. They got some some pretty good pizza we got from Sprouts. So what, what are you guys gonna have? It? Uh it's they're like these like vegan pizzas, whatever, but it's like a you know vegan sausage pizza, whatever. So dude, we went to a brewery the other day during lunch and Bill got a vegan chorizo pizza. Mm-hmm. Yep. And I was like, how, I was like, what's vegan chorizo? And he's like Oh, it was probably some kind of like soy protein, something. It just looked mm-hmm. like white blobs of nothing. I was like, he's like, this is pus. I was like, I dude, that's what it looks like. <laughs> like, wh- what the fuck is this? Like, this is no, this no. is white it's funny things on a pizza. Yeah. This is gross. Like, you yeah, said it was, this one it was white look like though. That. Yeah, because the, yeah, the one white. we eat, it, it's 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 like red and it has like red sauce. Because we make like uh, the chorizo potato burritos like once a week. They're amazing, but nice. it doesn't look like white pus. Yeah, I yeah Trader Joe's has a has a soy chorizo. If you ever yeah. are interested, if you have a Trader Joe's by you, I am zero yeah. interested. I would rather just have <laughs> the real <Yeah>. thing. <laughs> no, no interest for me. I'm probably gonna have a Baron, honestly, because I have a million things I have to do when I'm done with this at the shop, like email wise, and then I have to go home and pack, and I have to get up early and. Head to Nashville, so I'm gonna try to pound a pizza. I think I'm gonna grab one out of the work fridge, throw it in the oven, and oh yeah, get some shit done. Nice. I'm having leftovers. We had I bought these manicanis from uh, Aldi yesterday, and 
We're just going to heat them back up. Throw a Are little... they like pre-stuffed and everything? Yep, yep. And so, but you had to pour, like, you had to put your own sauce down and then put yeah. them in there and put them in yeah. the oven. Really good. And I put, uh, I only buy bougie Parmesan cheese. And you, you put this, like, super fancy... You buy the fucking wheel and take it home and then... Yeah. Like, oh, yeah. It's super nice. He pulls nice. Like, out. He's like, yeah. <laughs> like... It's on, like, a giant block. He's, he's fucking he's sanding like, tell, me, tell me when to stop. Tell me when he's to stop. I'm a Parmesan cheese knob, so, like, I don't want any of the, like, craft-graded sawdust bullshit. Like, I want the real thing. <laughs> Andy is... Andy really is into cheese. Like, he opened my yeah. eyes to cheese when I went to his house the first time. He had, like, a cheese board and... I respect Andy's yeah. cheese choices. I do. Hey, appreciate I really do. that. Thank you, Dylan. Yeah. Thanks, guys. <laughs> Thanks, guys, for coming on. Uh, we didn't talk much about screen printing, but we talked a lot about sleeping and life and marital issues. Um, but it was fun. It was awesome. Yeah. I, I, I definitely appreciate you guys having us on, you know? Yeah, appreciate for sure. It. Well, next fun. time we're out your way, we'll stop by. Thank you. Yeah, sounds good. Thank you. Later, guys. Thank Have you a good night. Someone.